individuals on your front porch. You say that he's he on is my front porch, covered in blood. Yeah, he's got blood all over him. Okay, and he's saying that somebody just killed his sister. Yeah, he's trying to get away from her. jump into this case, I'm going to give you guys some quick background information on Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville is known for being nestled in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains, having many hiking trails as well as a booming craft beer scene. Asheville has a population of about 95,000 residents, making it the 12th most populated city in North Carolina. The crime rate in Asheville is a lot higher compared to cities with the same population, with your chances of falling victim to a violent crime being 1 in 124, and your chances of falling victim to a property crime being 1 in 17. In 2017, 637 murders actually occurred in North Carolina. That was a 7% decline from the previous year of 2016, where 687 murders actually occurred. There were a total of 51 juveniles that were arrested that year for murder in North Carolina. Claude Henderson II was 14 years old when he brutally stabbed his sister Kayla Desiree Hensley. Claude was born on December 11, 2002. I couldn't find a lot of information on Claude, but after doing a lot of research on Facebook, basically just searching for him and kind of reading his page a little bit, I was able to determine that he actually had a lot of friends and he went to school in Buncombe County, North Carolina. He even had a girlfriend at the time of this tragic event. On Saturday, November 11, 2017, around 10.30 p.m., a call was made to 911 about suspicious activity on Brynwood Drive. Brynwood Drive is a mobile home park in Weaverville. When sheriff deputies arrived, they immediately came in contact with the man who made the 911 call and with Claude. I'm going to play you guys the entire 911 call while a snippet of it. Now, keep in mind that the volume does fluctuate in this call, and that's to protect the identity of the caller and protect where they actually live. Here's the rest of what I was able to find of that call. Sheriff's 911, what's the address of your emergency? I live at 
Brentwood, off of uh, right at Weaver Road, mm -hmm. Rim Creek. Yes, sir. Somebody just knocked on my door and said they killed his sister. Somebody killed his sister that lives above us up here. Okay, is he still on your property? Yeah, yeah, he's standing on the porch. Okay, do you know who he is? I have no idea. He's got blood all over him. Okay, and what is your name, sir? What's that? What is your name? My name is... Okay, this individual's on your front porch. You see that he's he on my front porch, covered in blood. Yeah, he's got blood all over him. Okay, and he's saying that somebody just killed his sister. Yeah, he's trying to get away from him. All right, we've got him on the way over there. Okay, if anything was to change, call us back. Safety's okay. sake, don't let him in the house. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Shortly after, around 10:42 p.m. Sheriff deputies arrived, and as soon as they arrived, they began to question Claude. At that time, deputies had no idea that Claude was the one who was actually responsible for killing his sister. They didn't even know that Kayla was actually dead yet. After speaking with Claude, the sheriff deputy requested additional law enforcement to the scene so they can begin searching for Kayla in hopes of treating her wounds and render aid. Police later discovered Kayla's body next to a dumpster in the trailer park. She had suffered many lacerations to her neck and even had a canvas belt around her neck. Claude was arrested under suspicion and during the interrogation, he actually confessed to killing his sister. This news shocked the entire community as many residents said Claude was a pretty quiet kid. One neighbor who lived in the same mobile home park as Claude and Kayla stated Claude was actually nice to his kids. Despite having a weird first encounter with him, quote, When I first met Hensley's brother, he was coming out of the woods with a hatchet and I asked him what he was doing. He wouldn't talk to me and he just went home, end quote. When police conducted a search of the home Claude and Kayla lived in with their mother, they recovered three pocket knives, a box cutter, as well as part of the belt that was around Kayla's neck. Based on these findings, they were able to come to the conclusion that the murder had actually initially occurred inside the home. Claude was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. He was held at North Carolina's Department of Public Safety, Juvenile Justice. In North Carolina, a juvenile is defined as anyone who commits a crime under the age of 16. Youth aged 16 and older, charged with a crime, automatically go into the adult criminal justice system. Claude was 14 years old when he killed his sister. In North Carolina, certain criminal charges must be transferred to adult court. If a juvenile court judge finds probable cause that a juvenile who is 13 or older committed a class felony such as murder, the judge has to transfer the case to adult criminal court. Charging Claude with first-degree murder meant the state had to prove there was, quote, premeditation and deliberation beyond a reasonable doubt.
end quote. Claude's defense team requested numerous psychological evaluations based on his age and immaturity. In other words, Claude was only 14 and probably wasn't even old enough to comprehend the depths of his actions. On Tuesday, September 8, 2020, Claude pleaded guilty to second-degree murder. Judge Alan Thornburg sentenced Claude to 16 to 25 years with a credit of three years of imprisonment since Claude has been in custody since 2017. Claude is now 19 years old. He is currently being held at Foothills Correctional Institution in Morganton, North Carolina. His total incarceration term states 20 years and 3 months. And his projected release date is set for November 7, 2033. Kayla Desiree Hensley was 18 years old when she lost her life. She was a kind, bright young woman who overcame many obstacles. She didn't allow her cerebral palsy or being deaf to get in the way of anything she wanted to achieve. She worked at American Eagle and always greeted everyone with a smile. Here is some audio of one of Kayla's former teachers and fellow classmates talking about how Kayla was and what kind of person she was. Kayla has one of the best personalities of anyone I know. Um, she instantly brightens any room that she walks into. Her smile is absolutely contagious. And so we will always remember her for being our biggest cheerleader. She kept pushing us and pushing us to do good during our uh, practices so we could really study up to this day. Kayla was laid to rest on November 18th, 2017 in Weaverville, North Carolina. A GoFundMe page was set up to help her family during this tragic time where over $8,000 was raised for the family. A scholarship was also started in Kayla's memory called the Kayla Hensley Gentle Heart Scholarship. It's a $1,000 scholarship for students majoring in special education, speech therapy, deaf education, physical and occupational therapy, in Buncombe County. Rest in peace, Kayla. You will forever be loved and missed. This week's missing child is Quadra Williamson from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She was last seen on October 21st, 2021, walking to Houston School in Mount Airy around 7.45 a.m. Quadra was wearing a black shirt blue hoodie and black pants, and carrying a backpack. It's been well over five weeks since Quadra has been missing. A lot of information hasn't really been released to the public other than she was a foster child. A vigil was held for Quadra where many people came together to just hope that she is okay. Here is some audio from that visual. There's been a little bit too much silence on it, um, from my opinion. Um, and I know it's a delicate situation that's evolving, um, but this is a 10-year-old little girl who is missing, and she is part of our community, and we are not going to rest until she's found. Hopefully someone from the Philadelphia or surrounding area 
is tuning in and can help spread the word on Kwaja's disappearance. If anyone has any information, you can contact Northwest Detectives at 215-686-3353 or just simply call 911. It's been well over five weeks. I'm hoping that Quadra is okay. On our TikTok, we have a video up with pictures of Quadra and more information with more phone numbers that you can contact. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope everyone had a great holiday. Be well. And tune in next week for another episode of Killer Kids. Don't forget to follow the show on TikTok and Instagram. And that's at Killer Kids Podcast. And that's Killer Kids with a Z. Thank you for listening. Leave a review or a rating if you like it. Be well.